Gun line, gun line, gun line, fire mission coming down. I'm your host, Lopez, and you're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast, where we shoot the shit like we did out in the field. Anyway, so today I have a guest on here who we have a lot of friends in common, but yet never served together. As a matter of fact, we're so close that we almost got the same fucking name, and we've been confused for each other a couple of times. So... Just to clear things up, his name is actually Daniel. Mine is just Danny. And for years and years and 42 years, I've been hearing, are you sure your name's not Daniel? I'm fucking positive, y'all. It's Danny. It's on my fucking ID. Anyway, so today's guest uh, hails from, looks like the Northeast Coast, uh, because I'm seeing him wearing the Patriots. So basically a bunch of, a loser team because they lost Brady. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's up brother how you doing i'm doing good man well we don't all have an aaron Rodgers waiting in the wing when brett Favre retires you know what i mean so. <laughs> hey he bet his time though he sat he sat his ass down and waited he did it the right he way. sure did he <laughs> sure did i mean i mean and it looks like they're doing it again so we'll see how it works out we'll see i'm not gonna fucking get my hopes up i, mean, <laughs> I went to go see them play this weekend in houston as a matter of fact i'll tell you what bro one of the most retarded things I've ever been to is a social distance game. It sucks because there's only like fucking maybe a 13,000, I think they said, were allowed to come in. I don't even think there were 10,000 there, bro. In my section <laughs> that I was sitting in, there were about 10 of us, maybe 15. Yeah. Of us. And the whole fucking stadium, I want to say about 80% were Packer fans. So one thing is we travel. We fucking travel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and they're also they're also like a really, really like well-known, historically winning franchise. And just like the Patriots, you pick up a lot of bandwagon fans. And I hate to say that term, I don't like that, but you pick up a lot of fans when you win a lot. Yeah. When you have a when you have a dynasty and stuff like that. And so it kind of grows as you see it with the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Patriots, the, the Packers, the Niners. They're everywhere, all over this country. Look, I'm just gonna throw this out there, and I might offend a lot of motherfuckers. Fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> Fuck the Cowboys. All right. I hate two teams, the Bears and the fucking Cowboys. I hate both of them. So with that said, though, man, where where are you from? I'm from I'm from a city called Patterson, New Jersey. It's uh, 20 miles uh, east of New York City. Okay, right on, right on. And I live live in Colleen. I'm still in Colleen. I'm still around Fort Hood. So I'm living in Texas right now. I've been here since about 07. I'm sorry that you're in Colleen, bro. I remember my first impression <laughs> clean. I came out of the Rancier gate and I said, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. When you're from a, a really, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people don't know much about Patterson because it's a small city, but it's called Little New York. And it's actually statistically uh, worse in crime and murder and things like that than New York City. So when you're from a city like that, Colleen looks beautiful. I mean, I love this place. I know a lot of people don't say that, but I love I mean, I love Texas uh, in general, and then my family moved out here to Colleen, so I kind of stayed here, too. Right. Hey, trust me, I love Texas. I'm originally from Cali. I'm from L.A., born and raised, and um, I, I, that's why I ended up in San Antonio, because San Antonio, what I, I dig about it, it's big enough to be a city, but small enough that you only drive 15 minutes north, and you're in the fucking hill country, bro. Mm-hmm. It's fucking beautiful. I fucking love yep. it, dude. I fucking love it. So, yeah, dude. Yep. Um How'd you end up in the army? 
Uh, it's a funny story, but uh, when I was 18 years old, so I joined right out of high school. I graduated June of 07, and I was in August of uh, 07. Okay. And basically, you know, I was living in Jersey, and I didn't – shit is expensive out there. I don't know how much you know about it, but it's expensive out there. Um, I ended up getting into a little little fight with my stepfather. I ended up knocking him out, and then uh, I moved out on my own. I was working as a shoe salesman in a, in a big designer store down there, and uh, I just wasn't making enough to pay the, to pay the rent. And my brother, had, my brother was in, my uncle was in, and they both told me, you know, you like to work a lot, work out a lot. You know, you play football and stuff like that. So the, the army would be easy for you. And I mean, my upbringing, it was kind of tough. Yeah. Um, so it was easy, man. When I went to basic and I, I said, fuck it. And I joined, I, I had lost a lot of stress. I didn't have to worry about paying rent. Facts. And really basic was so fun and so easy for me. So that's, <laughs> how, that's how I joined. I ended up loving it. How'd you end up? A, you're a Delta, right? You were a 13 Delta? Yes. FDC. Yes, How'd I'm you end up with doing Delta. that shit? So, <laughs> you know, the same story of the recruiters lying to you and shit. So what I had told them I wanted to do, I wanted to do um, MI. I wanted to do military intelligence, I told them. I wanted to do something like that. And they kind of sold me, you know, 13 Delta was a priority. It was a, a position of need at the time in 07. Mm-hmm. And they kind of sold me on it being like MI. It, it was nothing like it, but they sold, <laughs> they sold me on it. They said, you need a secret clearance and, you know, you're dealing with computers and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'll, I'll do it. But I ended up loving it. I don't think there's another job in the army I would have wanted other than being a 13 delta that's because you were never on the on the, you weren't on the bravo man so on the bravo side we we fucking rule it no nah, i was alpha i was alpha the whole time <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> well, I, you, you, know, you weren't a 13 FDC. bravo i went top fdc i'm just saying you weren't a 13 bravo oh, oh yeah 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 you know we we, we gone oh, yeah, i wasn't lugging uh, 105 pound rounds or <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a cakewalk, baby. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's what's up, man. So um, I, that's what's up. We got the brains of the artillery out here today. That's cool shit, man. So you ended up joining the army. How many years did you do? I did six years. I ended up getting medically retired. Oh no, shit. right on. Yeah, dude, that back. Yeah. that that back shit ain't no joke, bro. I fucked my back up there, and uh, after ten no, years, yeah, donezo. So you only stayed, stayed in, um, in Hood then? You didn't yeah, go- so I was only ever stationed in Hood. I mean, did my basic in... Uh, no, I did basic... Well, we deployed. We deployed to Iraq, but I did my basic in Fort Jackson. I did my AIT in Oklahoma, and then uh, I was I was sent straight here to uh, Fort Hood. Okay. Did you do... And the- it's the only place I stayed. You know, they say, they say Fort Hood is a black hole. Once you go, you don't get out. Pretty much, dude. I mean, there used to be a rotation <laughs> back in the day. From Fort Hood to Korea, Korea, Fort Hood, Fort Hood, Korea. Um, I, I ended up going to Fort Hood, then Korea, then fucking Stewart. And then um, I left the Martin Express and fucking- I hear Stewart's nice. Nah, bro. Stewart's not nice. That's what I heard. Every, every People told me about Colorado. So people told me about Carson, Lewis. Or no, not Stewart. Stewart's, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Lewis. I'm thinking Fort Lewis. That's in Washington. Where's, yeah. where's Stewart at? Georgia. Ass crack Georgia. Oh, okay, okay. It, just think of it as a uh, Fort Polk. <laughs> okay, yeah, then brother. I didn't hear anything good about them. Yeah, <laughs> it would be like Fort mm-hmm. Polk's big brother, bro, because uh, no. Fort Polk's No, I'm called. good on Fort Polk. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And then uh, Fort Stewart is just a little bit better because it's a tiny bit bigger. They have a Walmart and a Ranger Joe's and uh, or Trader Joe's, I think it was called, whatever the fuck it was called. But the cool thing about it was that Savannah was 45 minutes away. So that was the only benefit. And then an hour yeah. south, you were in Jacksonville. So, I mean, it, it, it was located centrally to two good fucking places. Um, yeah. 
So which deployment, how many deployments did you do with them? I just did the one. I did the one in 08 um, before the deployment. Uh, I did, it was 08, it was uh, 0810 was the name of the deployment, but it was 08 to 09. Okay. And then um, we were getting ready to go back to Iraq, to Mosul, and uh, four days before deployment. Like my bags had left and everything. That's when I became non-deployable when my MRI came back. Got you. Yeah, fucking, um, uh, what you call it? Um, that's where I ran into the cats again from, because uh, I was in 277 before they reflagged right. 582. Right. And, um, yeah, I was 277 initially, and then they reflagged, yeah. Oh, really? okay. So wait, when did you get to, uh, when did you get to, to the unit, to 277? Right, ap- right after you left. Funny when you say people ask you about your name. When I first got there, I got there, I think it was February of 08, uh, okay. the beginning of the year. And when I got there, they, uh, they handed me your folder. <laughs> they thought I was you. So I could have easily stole your identity, but I gave it back. I told them I wasn't you. You didn't want that, baby. Trust me. There was an Article 50. So, so I was aware of you long before you were aware of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You didn't want that Smith file because, trust me, there was an Article 15 already in there. So oh, see, I didn't even look. I didn't even look. I just saw I said Danny, and I was like, yeah, that's not me. I'm Daniel. <laughs> right on, dude. <laughs> Fucking A. So, yeah. Um, so you did your time in the Army, got out, ended up staying in Killeen area. Um, what kept you there? Well, actually, so when I, when I first got out, I got out in 2013. Um, when I first got out, I ended up going to, uh, to Iowa cause my wife is from Missouri. Okay. Um, and she went up there to live with her sister in Iowa, which is right next to Missouri. And that's when I went to college. I became an emergency medical technician. I became a police officer. And then I just kind of got, uh, you know, my family had already moved here to Colleen and mm. I got Iowa. I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's terrible. I mean, there's cornfields everywhere. There wasn't even a barber in the town I lived in. There was like one McDonald's and a Burger King. Damn. And you had to commute 30 to 40 minutes away just to, just to work every day. So I ended up telling my wife, you know, we're going back to Texas. And, that, and, that, and we came back. I think it was like 2015 or 2014, one of those two years we came back. Not only that, I mean, shit, you being a minority in there, you would probably be oh, yeah. used for the workers versus, yeah. <laughs> you know, a resident. You know what I mean? Because one thing I do know about. Oh, I heard some racist shit out there. Oh, I'm sure. oh, excuse my language. I heard some racist stuff out there. Bro, we're on the gun line, brother. We can talk shit all day. <laughs> all talk right, cool, cool, cool. That, all that shit goes, it's on the gun line, chief. We don't edit shit. That's the only thing. I don't edit. Gotcha. So whatever you say, it goes out. <laughs> so, um, got yeah, I got you. Yeah, fucking, um, uh, I lived in, um, it, I've been through <laughs> like that. I lived it, I visited Nebraska one time. Talk about Ooh, yeah. more cows than people in the town. I'm good, Chief. <laughs> I am fucking good. And, um, but yeah, dude, um, that's good shit. So you ended up staying there. Uh, I'm originally, like I said, from LA. That's why I never went back over there. First of all, um, it's too expensive to go back to live out there and to live in a, mm-hmm. back in a ghetto. I ain't bought that life. I got three kids now. Yeah. What I could buy, Same. the thing I bought this house for, I wouldn't even be able to get a house in Compton for, you know, when I bought my mm-hmm. house here. So fuck that. So, um, absolutely. You did the cop thing. You did the ambulance thing. So those didn't work out for you. Now you're a, well, go ahead. Now I'm a stay at, I'm a full-time stay at home dad. I just, That's I awesome. take my kids to school, pick them up. Um, you know, I got my retirement pay. My wife makes great money. Um, but I, the reason why it didn't work out wasn't very good at both of those jobs. And I actually really enjoyed them. And that gave me another sense of purpose getting out of the military. Yeah. Um, that was my biggest thing trying to find a job where I felt like I was important. But my back. So my back got one call. I had to pick up a fat lady. Um, you know, no, no disrespect to overweight people. But I mean, it, it really screwed my back up on one of those calls. So I, I, 
I wasn't, I'm not even allowed to work. My doctors aren't allowing me to work. Damn. Damn, dude, that's fucked up. And uh, yeah, if they fat, they fat, bro. Fuck it. I'm a fat motherfucker now. <laughs> I'm, I'm at 245 pounds. Me too. And you know what? I I, I carry my, my yeah, weight. Yeah, I'm not up there, but I'm, I'm fat too. <laughs> dude, I when I got out, I, I weighed about 195-ish, 200-ish. I've gained fucking 45 fucking pounds. And eh, what can I do? I blame it on COVID. You know, I can't do shit anymore, so. <laughs> Did you face any yeah, COVID's, COVID's responsible for everything. Yes, it is. You know what's funny? Yeah, is that, so. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to talk oh, about I was going to ask you, I mean, being that you're recently out, and you mentioned one of the things is like, you know, finding a job that has a purpose, a sense of purpose. I think a lot of fucking vets, um, mm. when we get out, that's one of the biggest things that we miss. We say we miss the military. We miss the structure. Mm-hmm. But I want to, I, I think I want to go ahead and change not only that, I think the biggest factor there is we miss the camaraderie. We miss yes. the shit that we had there. And um, when we come to a civilian life, it's difficult to adjust because a lot of folks won't get us. And I mean, yep. it's cliche as fuck, but it's just that they don't it's understand true. us. You know what I mean? No, it's true. Yeah. So Absolutely. They- yeah. Go ahead. No, so yeah, I mean, that, like, that's so true. Like, when I, even when I was back in college, when I was studying to be an EMT, well, actually, I was in paramedic school. But when I was in college, it was very hard to, like, not get aggravated at people, not not get pissed off at, like, the way people would complain or the things they would complain about. Or they would just, you know, you would get one, one or two assignments and they would think that, like, you know, the world's going to end, that they can't do it. And it's like, man, if you only knew the shit that you could do, if you applied yourself, I mean, I've, I've been awake for weeks on end, not weeks on end, but you know what I mean? Like when we went to GRTC, when you're in the, when you're in the, um, the last week of, I can't remember what it's called, but in the box, when you're yeah. in the last week of GRTC and, and you're pretty much getting like a couple hours of sleep that entire time, like oh, yeah. you can do things if you actually set a goal and put your mind to achieving that goal. But a lot of times people think they want things handed to them nowadays and they don't understand working hard for it. Right. And I think that, well, one of the things is that, you know, just to play devil's advocate on this, um, it's because we're forced to do it though when we're in the military. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we're forced to only have those three or four hours of sleep before we go on the mm-hmm. next mission. You know, I mean, if it was up to us, we'd be like, man, fuck that mission. I'm staying in tonight. But I mean, right. it's our job. You know, and, right? Yeah, are we gonna complain about it? Fuck yeah. But afterwards, like we said, it's it's that suck that living in that suck environment is what joins us together. That's like the fucking yep. glue that keeps us yep. the veteran community together, you know? And to hear people complain about shit like, oh, I gotta do, oh my God, my latte was cold today. Bitch, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I had a snort fucking coffee. Just stay yeah, okay. yeah, we were, we were literally just <laughs> taking coffee powder and just drinking it, putting the powder in your mouth and then taking a swig after that. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, it's a trip, it's a trip, man. Um, well, that's great, I mean, you know, fucking, um, what else is going on out there? Let's see. Well, let's just jump into it. Uh, you listen to the great debate. Uh, you right. were definitely one of uh, the biggest commenters on there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that's awesome because I'm all about dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have a bird. No, I usually say I don't have a dog in the hunt. So I don't. I lean. I'm central, but I lean more right. If anything, it's mm-hmm. what I've discovered about myself. You know, there's things, opinions that I agree on both ends you know right and um so you are one of the few that are latinos that i know of 
that are fucking mm-hmm. voting for Trump. And that's one of my biggest mm-hmm. things. Like, you know, I want to pick your brain because mm-hmm. a lot of us get called sellouts for being conservative, you yep. know, and I'm not even a Trump supporter, bro. I'm just a conservative right. motherfucker. When I say conservative, I mean fiscally conservative. I have right. conservative values. Your that, lifestyle. Your lifestyle is conservative. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's the lifestyle that us as Latinos are brought up with. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that's the shit that's implemented into us since we were children. So right. why is it now that, you know, I'm voting that way? Why is it being, oh, I'm a sellout all of a sudden or, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, the racism or you, you think you're white, which I still don't get that whole phrase. Like, what does it mean? You think you're white? You know, I'll tell you one thing, one word before I even go into this. I'm gonna start going on a rant. You know what I can't stand, bro? Being called Latinx. What the fuck is Latinx? Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Anyways, you know, there's a lot of Hispanics that don't even consider themselves Latino or or Hispanic. Right. Because those are made up terms. Yeah. Because if you look at it, as, as, for me as a Puerto Rican, my my ancestry, my heritage is African, native Tainos, which are Native Americans of the Caribbean mm-hmm. and um, and a Spaniard European. So like right. I'm three races mixed together in a one. A lot of Mexicans are native, which are like Aztec or Mayans mm-hmm. mixed with European, the Spaniards from Europe right. when they invaded. So I don't. We're not a single race. Uh, we're, we're kind of a, we are the definition of melting pot, the Hispanics and the Latinos. Right. See, I don't know what Latinx is. I know that they like to say Afro-Latino now or Afro-Latina, but you're just what you are. You know, your skin tone, you don't have to categorize it by how dark my pigmentation exactly. is compared to yours. Exactly. And see, dude, that's why I've been working on a piece on my stomach uh, because I've been telling people now, like, I'm not Latino. I'm not Hispanic. I'm mestizo. If there's a race that I am, it's mestizo, which is a mix. So mm-hmm. on my belly, I have myself. Uh, I got the motherfucking conquistador on that side. Yep. Conquistador on that side. You know, yep. so the Spaniard. And then I'm working on getting the fucking Mayan Indian. You know, nice. so it pays tribute to nice. fucking cultures because out of those two cultures come me. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, absolutely. It, and the only is, the only. No, but the only difference between you and I is that you just add African to Puerto Rican. Right. That's the only difference. Right. Because exactly. when they when they came to the islands, you know, the the chick, the smallpox and all that stuff was starting to kill off the Tainos. They were also raping them and, and working yeah. them into the ground that they brought African slaves to the island to. That's why the Caribbean is so dark, because Cuba, Dominican Republic, Haiti, uh, Puerto Rico, yeah. A lot of these countries, they brought African slaves to work with the Taino slaves. And then it all intermingled. It all exactly. intermingled. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. There's gonna, I mean, how, that's how my last name ends up being Lopez. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's a Spaniard last name, which happens to be in Europe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why I can't stand like the questionnaires. Like, are you Hispanic or Latino? Are you honestly? Right. I'm Hispanic. You got you to gotta mark Hispanic. Dude, and white too. Exactly. So dude. What? Oh, dude, I checked out my fucking <laughs> birth certificate. On him, they have him Caucasian, and my dad's mm-hmm. Salvadoran. Like that motherfucker looks like you know, Caucasian. Caucasian? Because me, Caucasian is white. I'll tell you another one that I can't stand being called, bro. Right. I'll tell you another one of my pet peeves: person of color, people. Yeah. Of color. I can't stand <laughs> that term because yeah. that's like saying, okay, so white is not a color. Last time I right. checked, white was a color, right? So, and then wasn't being called colored a racial fucking term back in the day? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? So now we're embracing it. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. No, I'm an American who just happens to be of Hispanic descent or Latino descent. You know what I'm right. saying? It's all semantics. It's all semantics. Like yep. even with the African-American community, right? So one generation, they're called Negroes. The next generation, they're called Blacks. The next generation, they're called African. Yep. African-American, you know, it's always changing and always evolving. And it's like, nobody wants to be offensive, but they're offensive because they're trying not to be offensive. Bro, I still get in trouble for calling Asians Oriental. Whatever. <laughs> it's Oriental to me. So fuck it. But yeah, dude. So yeah. how um, did you come from a political upbringing in your family? No, no, actually, I did not. So Growing up in Patterson, New Jersey, it's very liberal, very, very Democrat oriented. And even in the schools, I can remember back when teachers were telling me things that were very liberal. And it felt looking back at it, it feels like, you know, they were brainwashing me right. just to be like everybody else in the area. So, I mean, I didn't really get political um, until I was in the army. Okay. So I joined the army. I started experiencing different things. Even when we, we deployed to Iraq, I wasn't very political. I was so headstrong, like, um, you know, working hard, trying to prove myself, trying to move up in rank when I was in the army, um, you know, like winning soldier of the year, stuff like that. Like I was working hard at trying to be the best soldier I could be. Right. I didn't really give a shit about politics. It wasn't until Obama. So I voted for Obama in 2008 in Iraq. And after that, like quickly after that, like after he took office, I started to notice changes. The first thing that kind of made me look at him sideways was the SOFA agreement. Okay. So as soon as he took over in January, so we were there from June of 08 to June of 09 and he took over in January of 09. So we were there for a few months, but as soon as he took over, you know, they changed the SOFA agreements, they changed the rules of engagement and they were telling us to even shoot a warning shot. We had to call up to the talk and get approval. And I just immediately thought as a soldier, like, yo, this can get somebody killed. Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, just a warning shot. Like that's, that's literally to stop you from fatally shooting somebody. So I don't see why a warning shot would take approval from the CP to be able to do it because I don't have the time. If I'm shooting a warning shot, then a, a fatal shot is not very far behind. Yeah. Right. It's not very far behind, especially if you're going with the, you know, the, the five S's shout, show, shout, shoot, shoot. Right. So when you do that, it's, it's like, it's like you made it more dangerous for us to do our jobs in Iraq when it wasn't that, that one thing wasn't even necessary. Now, if you want to say, call, I, I don't, I wouldn't have agreed. I wouldn't have agreed with a fatal shot being called up to the top for approval either. But that would have made a little bit more sense than a warning shot. You couldn't even fire your weapon in downrange when you were in Iraq after Obama took over. And that was, that wasn't enough to make me political. That wasn't enough to change me to, because all I knew was vote Democrat. That's what I was supposed to do. That wasn't enough to be like, I'm not voting Democrat anymore. When the government shut down. It was, I think, in 2011 when it shut down under Obama, and we actually lost the, the, the country's credit score dropped mm -hmm. from a triple A to an A plus. But mm -hmm. when that happened, and when I was worried if I was going to get paid or not, and it was all over, um, if you remember correctly, Obama said, I want the deficit raised, but I don't want spending cut. And if I get anything other than that into my, uh, you know, on my table, I'm, I'm going to veto it. Okay. So he was basically saying, who cares who gets paid? I don't get what I want, and that's what happened. That working more very quickly, I, I realized I'm not a, I'm not a liberal, um, and a lot of my family's my family's values, like being religious, uh, right. uh, you know, not want, you know, there was a lot of things that Hispanics and Black people that that if you want to, if you were to follow a party, you know, like abortion to people, right. not.
to me, I'm not pro-choice, but to a lot of people that are pro-life, it's a religious thing. So you have the left that's telling you, oh, don't govern with, don't govern with religion. Right. Um, you have the left that's just chastising. I mean, even Amy Coney Barrett, the Supreme Court uh, justice that was just uh, put in, mm-hmm. they were attacking her because of her religious beliefs. Right. So if you're a religious person, how could you in good faith say that you're a liberal? You know what's funny? In my view. You know that you mentioned right now, Amy Coney Barrett. Um, I was thinking about how much grief they're giving this woman when it wasn't too long ago that we were praising any woman to get in any position right. of power, you right. know, regardless of her fucking political affiliation or her fucking views on religion, because she doesn't, right. well, when you're a judge, you that does not uh, factor in. It doesn't factor in at all. Exactly. You're going, you're, you're supposed to abide by the constitution. Exactly. Yep. In theory, that's how it's supposed to work. Right. In theory. And everybody's going to interpret it their way. It's much like the Bible. Yeah. Much like yeah, the Bible. Exactly. Everybody's like going to interpret yeah. it in their way that um, benefits them. But I mean, yep. I don't know enough about her. Uh, you know, I just know that if she was single and I was single, she'd get it. Um, but, <laughs> you know, eh, <laughs> that's all. I, she looks like a MILF to me. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. So, but to keep it honest, I don't know much about her either. And I'm a conservative and I'm a conservative that stays up on politics. I right. only found out about her after. And the thing is, Trump had her name before 2016 when he went when he ran for president. She was on his list of possible court, uh, uh, Supreme Court nominations. So right. that's on me. I didn't do my research to look into them. But from what I've heard, I still haven't heard a good reason why she shouldn't be nominated other than there wasn't uh, Obama couldn't put one in 2016. But it's still he tried. He just didn't. There's three branches of government. Exactly. And he didn't have power of the Senate and the, and the president. Exactly, dude. Because if the shit was flipped over the other way, they would do it. In 2016, if they controlled the Senate, bam, that would, yeah, they would have done whatever it. Whatever the fuck they wanted. So this whole bullshit yep. of they play politics. Politics was sucks, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm not well versed mm-hmm. in it. I'm not the ESPN of fucking politics. But, um, <laughs> here's right. the thing, fucking. Back in the day, at least from what I gather. People used to come to an agreement somewhere in between they would meet and nobody was looked on. Yeah. yeah. Common ground. Right. They weren't looked at as like losers for meeting there. That was actually something that was, uh, you know, expected. Okay. We'll meet in the middle, but Mm -hmm. now if you give an inch and the other person gives an inch, they're going to be, they want to take a mile. Yeah, well, not only that, but then they're shit on by their own fucking party leader. Absolutely. Well, I I think you see that more. I think you see that more with the liberals. I think the liberals have this mentality right now. I'm not saying this is their philosophy, but right now, um, with the last two election cycles, you've seen that as their philosophy where it's uh, it's really identity politics, which both sides play. I'm not going to say that's strictly to liberals, but they, they take it to this level where you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a xenophobe, you're all, you're the worst human being on earth if you don't agree with them 100%, right? So for me, I would say um, BLM is 100% a, a terrorist organization, and I'll give my reasoning. Um, but then I would say, you know, but I do think police brutality is an issue. I do think we need police reform. They don't want that. The, the moment you say BLM is a terrorist organization, they're going to shit on you. The moment you don't agree with them 100%, and the thing is, there's so many different opinions. You see it with Kamala and Biden. They contradict each other every day. Yes. But if you don't take both of their positions each time you're asked, you're a bad person. And I don't, I I just don't rock with that. With the BLM thing. Um, that's one thing that I needed to dig into because I I ended up putting it on my Facebook a while back ago, just about a week or so ago that it's okay. You know, 
to say Black Lives Matter as a slogan. I agree with that. Absolutely. Black lives do matter. But then when I found out there was an organization called Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter, that's when I was mm -hmm. like, okay, so wait, these are the people that are actually wanting to get rid of the nuclear family. These are the people that are actually trying right. to, you know, you have to do your own research on them to find right. out if that's what you agree with or not. But, but I mean- but, but, but the definition of a terrorist is someone who uses violence to mm -hmm. obtain an ideological or political gain. Mm -hmm. How is that not BLM in a nutshell? That is, no, that is definitely 100% a terrorist organization. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I agree with, I mean, I, I need to do more research on them per se before I could like, you know, say they are a terrorist organization, but I mean- Yes, but, right, but to be clear, I'm not talking about the followers. I'm talking about right. the organization, organization. So Not yeah. the people that follow it because their, their intentions are, are pure but not, not the organization. Only, not only that, it's not just that. I think it's the people that are probably mixing up the slogan, Black Lives Matter, and mm -hmm. tying it into the organization or the mm -hmm. group, Black Lives Matter. They're two separate entities as far as right. the slogan and mm -hmm. the organization. You see what I'm saying? But if, they want it, but, but if they want it to be separate, if they want it to be separate, then they would separate themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Lives Matter, the organization, has made excuses for the violence, for the looting, for the rioting. The organization mm -hmm. itself has made excuses for it. There, the, the New York head of the Black Lives Matter in New York, he came out and said, we're gonna tear down this, this system and we can mean that figuratively or, right. or, um, or, actu or factually that it's left to interpretation. So when you leave it to interpretation, when you, when you purposely don't clear, clarify your position on the, the violence, the rioting, the looting and the murders that have happened in the name of Black Lives Matter, right. You are now leaving that open for people to conflate the two. If you want to distance yourself, then distance yourself. Then come out and say, I oppose the violence. Uh, uh, the, 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 the protest is okay. But once it turns to anarchy, right. we, we don't agree with that. But they won't do it. And that's, that's why they're conflated. No, I, I get what you're saying right there. Like I said, I was one of those that, you know, I agreed with. You know, I thought that I hated it because I didn't want to say I hated it. But I didn't uh, like the whole pigs in a blanket, wrapping this shit. Brian like bacon, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I recall from the first time that shit came about, the Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter. So that's why I was like, man, fuck Black Lives Matter. But then I realized until I was informed, like, okay, there's a group mm -hmm. and they're basically hijacking this fucking, this slogan. Now the follow, mm -hmm. you know, they're using this fucking slogan to catch people to follow them. But yep. here's the main purpose for them. It kind of goes back to kind of reminds me of when the Tea Party first came up, when it was Ron yes. Paul. And Ron yes. Paul was the fucking granddaddy of grassroots. And then a bunch of racists took it over. Bam. Next thing you know, the far right takes it up and the Tea Party went to shit. You know? I so, agree. You know, I was I was a follower of the Tea Party. That, that was when I was getting into it. And I right. and I kind of agreed with them. But then when I started seeing their their, their messages online, on Facebook, and their groups and stuff, I started to realize this is a bunch of fucking racist people. Right. And then I could I had to I had to physically distance myself from the Tea Party. Because there was no, there was no line drawn. There was no, we don't accept this. Those people that say that aren't Tea Party. There was that never happened. And so I had to distance myself from it as a, as a movement. See, and, and that's one thing I, I don't like to do myself personally is uh, put myself in a category of Republican or Democrat independent. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, the, I keep saying this all the time. There are two wings on the same bird that's taking a giant shit on us. Oh, the you know, same bird. Yep. No, and no, like, you're right. For example, I mean, I there was one candidate who I didn't agree with everything about her, but I could see her compromising, and that was Tulsi. I fucking love Tulsi. Mm -hmm. Tulsi Gabbard. I didn't agree with. I love Tulsi Gabbard. Her. 
I didn't agree with everything about her at all. Like, you know, let's point blank. I don't agree with everything about her, but you know what? You're not going to get a hundred percent of everything from one person. You know, I'll give you an example. Trump, right. I don't agree Absolutely. with everything that he says, but my 401k looks really fucking good. And uh, you know, my 401 is yep. going to be my nest egg when I get old. So yeah. Uh, and as far right. as the election cycle goes, I mean, no, these- you're right. And, and, and go ahead. No, you're right. You're right on Tulsi Gabbard. And I think I think the difference between and I do I do identify as a conservative. I don't consider. So there's there's Republicans who are like the establishment rhinos that, that are those corrupt politics. And, but I, I consider myself conservative. I don't I don't know the Constitution like the back of my hand, but I do study right. it. I do base my opinions on the Constitution. I think it was a, a great document that had its flaws. But I think when applied correctly, it's a great document. But with Tulsi Gabbard, so, okay, so there was a lot of never Trumpers, including me, when he ran in 2016. I was a big Ted Cruz fan. I didn't like Trump. I didn't think he was really a conservative. I thought he, you know, like he does, puts his foot in his mouth. He talks too much. He tweets too much. And, um, but he still won the nomination. Right. Now, on the flip side, Bernie Sanders could have won both elections. Bernie Sanders could have won both elections and got fucked both times by his own party. Same with Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard had big following, just like Bernie Sanders. But the Democrats put who they want in power, oh, yeah. as opposed to where the Republicans, the people chose Trump. Not saying that the Republicans don't do dirty politics as well, because they do. <laughs> but even though there was so much opposition from Republicans and Democrats to Trump, he still won the nomination. He was still right. the, the leader of the Republican Party, as opposed to where Sanders totally got fucked twice. And so did Tulsi Gabbard you. by the Democrats. Let me ask you, what do you say to people that, um, that say that Trump is racist? He's not. And what uh, would you point out to? Okay, well, when you ask them why is he racist, their number one go-to is the, oh, rape, uh, Mexicans are rapists, murderers, and all that stuff, right? Right. But this happens often with Trump. The media takes his, his, his speeches, cuts it here, and cuts it here, and then tells you, oh, my God, Trump just said all Mexicans are racist, murderers, right. and drug dealers. But if they would have listened a few more seconds, they would have said he also said, and some are good people. So he's implying that he's not talking about the entire race. Right. He's not talking about all Mexicans. He's talking about factually what happens on the southern border. Yes, drugs do come over. Sex trafficking does come over. Cartel does come over. That's a real thing that happens. And you're telling him he can't speak on the truth because he's racist because he's a white man. And if he speaks on the truth, he's a racist. Right. But every he's condemned white supremacy numerous occasions going back to 2000. He's done it on video in 2000. He, he denounced David Duke in the KKK. He's denounced him, I, I want to say, at least five times on video that I've seen. But then they'll go to, well, he told the white, he told the white supremacist group to stand, by, stand down and stand by. Right. First of all, they're not white supremacists. Their leader is a Cuban-American from Miami, Florida. Right. What white, what white supremacist is going to follow a Cuban? <laughs> you tell me what white supremacists are going to oh, follow yeah. a Cuban. Well, you know, and then the, so a lot of their things is missing context or taken out of context. Oh, yeah. And then but you're going to have those uh, those far left. You're saying, oh, well, he's just, you know, as the blacks call other blacks that are conservative. Oh, he's just a coon or he's a sellout. You know what I'm saying? He's just trying right. to he's the white people. Yeah. So, and, and that gets on right. my fucking nerves because it's like, dude, um, I get it that there's white folks out there that do dirty shit. But there's also of black course. out there that do dirty shit. There's a lot of Hispanics out there that do dirty yeah. shit. And I get yeah. it that, yeah, they had a 400-year fucking advantage on us. Got it. But you know what, dude? Let's work with what we got now. Yeah. Let's fu- Yeah, is there going to be some people that are going to be judgmental 
just on race. You know what? I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna put I'm gonna fucking put this out there. If I'm an owner <laughs> of a company, all right, let's be real. And I want you motherfuckers on the gun line, if y'all listening, be fucking real about this shit. If you're the owner of a company and it came down to a white person or somebody that's your race, who are you gonna hire? I don't care if they have the same equal qualifications and everything. Who's gonna get the job? Be fucking your real. race. Your race. Your race. And I and I, and I think and I think our time in the military has proved that. I think that you always notice there's little clicks, right? And it's usually like the same because you 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 wanna you wanna meet people that are like-minded and right. you want to spend time with people who like things that you like and usually not always but usually it's people of your own race that um kind of get you better now i saw hispanics hanging out blacks hanging out white people hanging like i saw them group themselves mm -hmm. but at the end of the day in the military we were able to all come together and and get the fucking mission done mm -hmm. and we didn't allow the, the clicks that we have to to put hate in our brains for the for that click because we knew we were doing it ourselves and right. it wasn't because we were racist it's just because we we enjoy people that that are like-minded and a lot of times you know people take, of the same race are like-minded i'm gonna take it one step further than that um you don't just congregate with those that are your same race it'll start with somebody that's the same race as you but then right it'll it'll elevate to somebody that has the same fucking upbringing as you all right yep. Because yep. I could be fucking hanging out with another Latino, but this motherfucker probably grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona, fucking balling. And, you know, he would be what I call a white chicken. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what right. I do all the yeah. motherfuckers. But, for example, my homeboy Kowalczyk, me and Kowalczyk, like, we got to know each other really good on our first deployment back in 0506 because we did a lot of tower or we did a lot of guard together. So we would talk about each other's experiences growing up and, like, mm -hmm. you know, how certain, like, People had a perception. You want to relate. Yeah. People had a perception of him that he was like this racist dude, you know, and all this, like this guy came out to me. He's my fucking oldest daughter's godfather. And I love this dude. Like awesome. my fucking brother, you know, straight white boy, last name Kowalczyk. Are you serious? And, you know, but it turned out that me and him could relate though. We came from two different, very different environments. We still right. found that there were things that we could relate to each other. And to yeah, because there's hoods everywhere in America. Right. I mean, you can grow up poor anyway. It's not just that. It's just being a part of a subculture also. Just certain things that, you know, just right. bring that camaraderie. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I hung right. out with whites. I hung out with blacks. I hung out with everybody. Because in the army, it took the army or the military itself to expose me that there's more beyond right. South Central Los Angeles. There's right. Everything is not the way you see it on TV. To me, when I thought of right. white people, I thought 90210. I thought, you know, shit that, you know, they show on TV, like, you know, the teeny mm -hmm. popper movies. And all I knew being a Latino in South Central was, okay, the hood is the hood. You know what I mean? Yep. And then Same when thing I, with me from being from Patterson. I, mm -hmm. I thought Texas was like all oh, white people, cowboys. And I didn't know that it was a culture shock when I came to Texas, but right? it was still... It was still things that I could find myself enjoying with other people, even exactly. though it was completely different from where I'm from. Right. And, you know, it, we, um, you know, I trip out, check, check it out, dude. I, I was, I was reading some shit about California, you know, very, very liberal state. Uh, yes. Now they're taxing motherfuckers that are leaving, you know, with this capital gains tax, <laughs> I think it is, yeah. that, up to because there's a mass exodus. There's a lot of people leaving California. Yeah, they're leaving, but these motherfuckers want to, even if you don't live there anymore, want to tax you for 10 extra fucking years. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. You know, and... Um, because that's socialism 101. Socialism needs people to work, right? You, you need the rich. What happens when... Okay, so 
this is liberals are are more socialist. There's always socialist programs for both mm-hmm. Republicans and and uh, Democrats, but liberals, their ma- right now at least their main philosophy is socialism. And socialism to work, you need rich people. When they say bill or, or billion shouldn't exist, what happens when you tax the billionaires out of being billionaires? Mm-hmm. Who's going to pay for all your programs now? You need the rich to exist in a socialist uh, society. And a lot of times we find that the rich people like Trump don't pay their taxes or, or, you know, they don't like he paid 750 and I'm sure it was legal the way he did it. He found loopholes. He found loopholes. That's what they do. People from. Yeah, but people from New York, people from California, the rich people are leaving because they don't want to get taxed 60 percent or higher. They don't want to get taxed 60 percent or higher. And it's really not even rich people like Joe Biden's plan is 400 K. That's not rich people. That is a combined household income. That means two people that make just enough to live very well will lose 60% of their income. That's Because sad. 400K a year is not rich. Fact. Especially Fact. in California or New Jersey. Facts. Now, I mean, with that also, you know, it, it trips me out. Like, if people want to say they want to, like a communist society or socialistic society, you know, I just point to the military. Mm-hmm. There you go. Doesn't work. A E1, who's a private, as an infantryman, with the same amount of time, will make the same as an E1, who's S1. Who's killing themselves harder, the uh, the S one or the infantryman? The infantryman. I agree. You know, but same, they, same they, as a cook. Exact same amount. Same thing. Yep. You know? Now let's let's turn it over to fucking medicine. How many times did you enjoy going to fucking um to the VAs if you go to the VA? You know, um, never. And granted, my brother goes to the one in Temple. He says it's not too bad, but um, still, it you know it took mm-hmm. three fucking months. It took me three fucking months. To get an MRI done on my knee after I fucking uh, had it a took toy. me a year for my back. Hmm. It took, it a year took for- me a year for an MRI for my back. Oh, bro! Do you know what they fucking told me in the army as I was getting med boarded? <laughs> um, I told him, man, I've been complaining about my fucking back since 2006. This is oh no, 2007. I told them um, when I came back from the first deployment. All I ever wanted them to do was a fucking MRI, just because MRI is more in depth mm-hmm. than a fucking X-ray. They were like, oh, you know, and right. I told you know, they well, do- x-ray just shows you bones. Yeah, and I told them, you know, they do this shit to, uh, to uh, athletes all the time. They're like, yeah, or football. They do mm-hmm. it to football players all the time. They do MRIs. And the doctor, I shit you not, tells me, yeah, but you're not a, a $50 million a year athlete, are you? Oh, man, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, motherfucker. I get that I'm just a piece of meat with a social security number to go die. Right. But you ain't got to right. bring it down like that. I mean- What's so yeah. hard about getting the imaging done right there? You know what I'm saying? Right. And so right. it wasn't until I, I got my fucking, it wasn't, it was not until I started the med board process that they finally gave me an MRI. Now this goes back yep. to 2007. I got med boarded in 2014. It took oh, wow. to get a got, and I'm talking about, well, you know, I came up, we came up with the, the generation of suck it up and drive on. So no matter how much my shit hurt after humping, you know, I just sucked it up and drove yeah. on. Like, fuck it, Charlie Mike, baby. You know, I believe in leading from the front. Yep. So when we did our 12 miles, yep. you know, I would fucking go to the front. Then I would go to the back to pick up my stragglers, try to pump them up, get back to the front. I can't run with the shit, but I can ruck like a motherfucker. I can walk all day long. Well, not anymore. Right, no, yeah. But uh, that's what I'm saying. No, like, but yeah, I mean, I. no, I, you're right. And I think point. that... Um, I diverted from the point, though, being that if you want a socialist society, just take a look at the military and see how well that's working out for them in there. You know, well, I mean, there's no there, there's no country that socialism actually has ever worked. It's destroyed Venezuela. 
It's it's destroyed Cuba. It's it, 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 there's no like they like to point to Denmark and Sweden, but even Denmark and Sweden say we're not a socialist country. But if you look at the prices of like regular things, like a, a car is like 150 percent in Sweden as opposed to America, where it's 100 percent. You get what I'm saying? Like 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 there's no way that you can make a, a society socialist without raising everyone's money right. taxes and what they got to pay, whether right. it's whether it's through how much they pay at the store for their groceries or at a car dealership or what, or in their taxes that come out of their income. And there's always going to be a way that you pay. There's nothing fucking free in the world. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing fucking free. What? You know, everything it gets paid for through a tax somehow or fucking another. You know what I hated about the ACA, the Obamacare was that mandate. Mm-hmm. I don't think mandate, yep. should tell me what the fuck I can and can't do with my body or that I need insurance. And not just, not just tell you they're, they're, they're forcing you yeah, they're or you're, you're subject to, to a fine. Yeah, or you're subject they to a fine. Suck yeah. a fat dick with that bullshit, and that's why right. I'm the, the country of the free. Yeah, the the country of the free, where you need to pay fucking go get a fishing license. You got to pay to get a driver's license. Oh, you want you want to go to you got to pay park? to collect your own rainwater, bro. <laughs> Dude, whatever happened to the days when you could just fucking you drink out the water hose? Our water yeah, is live off the land nowadays. You can't even do it, you know. And speaking of Venezuela, I, know. I got a neighbor here, two two houses down. He's um he's an Apache pilot um and fucking this dude he's from Venezuela and he's a big Trump supporter and I think a lot of that has to do with because of what he saw over there you know in his home country you know yeah Cubans and Venezuelans usually become conservatives yeah look at Cruz Cruz our our mm-hmm. mutual friend that motherfucker is um super conservative because and I'm sorry I'm putting you out on blast fool. Sorry, man. You know, I doubt that anybody will watch this shit that'll put, fucking throw you under the bus anyway. But I mean, it's because his father is from Cuba and had to come from that regime. You know, right. what I mean? so I can. Understand. Yeah, but you can't down the guy because he's he knows. You know what I mean? Like you, can, when you base it on life experiences, that's the problem with the left is they want to they want to vilify you just for being a conservative. But you, his life has brought him to become that. Same with me. Same with a lot of conservatives. Let me ask you, dude. What do you think happened? It's okay to be. It's okay to have differing views. Right. What do you think happened though to the Democratic Party of Kennedy, who said, you know, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, to now it being flipped. Yeah, Kennedy to, would be a. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Kennedy. Kennedy would be a huge conservative in today's age. Yeah. Uh, what happened to that? What happened? Uh, so. If I, if I, if I, because I can go into a conspiracy all day, but it's unprovable. It. My opinion, yeah. my opinion, um, my opinion is that uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. But it's true, guys like Bernie Sanders went honeymoon in Russia. Um, but th- but the Russians actually publicly said that they were going to infiltrate um, America and in in a couple of lifetimes that America would become a, a communist uh, country. Um, and what they did was it, it's, it's, it's all history, right? History right. repeats itself. And the easiest way to power is through, through socialism, through socialism, it becomes communism. And now you can have a dictatorship. So that's the easiest way. And throughout history, we've seen it done that way. We've seen it with, uh, with um, the Nazis. We've seen it in Russia. We've seen it in Cuba. That's the easiest way to gain power. And basically what they do is how, how the left projects everything that they do onto the right. So they say it's a disinformation, disinformation, like the whole thing with Hunter Biden, right? All the evidence proves that it is a legitimate laptop that was that he dropped off in Denmark. Even the even Biden's attorney asked for the laptop back, the hard drive back. How is that a Russian disinformation hoax? But that's what they say, right? That's what they said in 2016, even though there was no proof. I saw this on the great debate. Mm-hmm. One of your guests brought up one of your guests brought up um, 
the, the, the Russian interference. Now, okay. no one's denying that Russia interfered, but a liberal investigator investigated it and found that there was no collusion. There was no ties with Trump to Russia. Okay. Then, furthermore, it comes out um, through these declassified through declassifying documents that um, that Hillary Clinton thought up the plot after her email scam. And though she thought up the plot to say that it's all done by Russia, um, <clears throat> and that Trump is working colluding with the Russians, mm-hmm. then Hillary also funded the Steele dossier. The Steele dossier had fake information in it, <laughs> falsehoods and non-truths in it used to spy on an American citizen, paid for by a Democrat, by the opposing uh, nominee. Mm-hmm. And they impeached Trump because he wants to look into Hunter Biden and, 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 and what we are now finding out to be true, that Hunter was selling access to his father overseas. Um, and th- this is provable. This all right, is all right. provable. You know, I mean, I, I think... Um... I'll tag along to the conspiracies. Um, I think there's other powers that be above Absolutely. that enjoy seeing, you know, the country divide itself because you divide and conquer. You know, you have mm-hmm. pinned everybody against each other, you know, take away their rights little by little. They'll never notice it because it's mm-hmm. being done in the name of fucking security. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, we're fucking living goddamn um, the handmaid. I have a great though. example to that. Yeah, go ahead, Pim. So, so uh, <clears throat> you said in the name of security or in the name of safety or the right. public, uh, the, uh, it's, it's the public's interest to do these things, right? Think about one of the, the liberals' main, main problems. What they really try to do, they want to ban what they quote unquote call assault rifles. Right. This is probably the biggest reason why I became a Republican is my, I love my Second Amendment rights, I love That's them. Right. I, but th- think about it, right? What do they want to ban? Assault weapons. When you go into the statistics, the FBI statistics implemented by Obama to study policing. Um, mm. So it's it's all liberal done. It, it was done, you know, implemented by a liberal. When you look into the statistics for 2018, I don't think 2019 is out yet, but there was like 60,000 uh, gun deaths, right, in America. Half of those off the bat were uh, suicide which nobody can stop. Yeah, they kill themselves right. with a gun, but if they want to hang themselves or, or slit their wrists or pop some pills, they're going to do it I either way. Do it. Right. Japan has the highest uh, suicide rate and they don't even have guns for their, for their civilians. Yeah, right. So you take away half of those. You take away 30,000 deaths. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of those, a lot of those are suicide. Now we're at 30,000. And these are rough numbers. They're not accurate. But the last number I'm going to give you is going to be 100% accurate. So in 2018, when they did their study, half of those were suicides, the other half broke up. And a lot of times they took gang violence and, and put it into the category of, of um, mass shootings. Okay. Because in America, every country has a different definition for mass it's shootings. Like every, in America, it's four, four or more. Yeah. Four or more in America. So if, a, if, a, if there's a drive-by that shoots four people, that's considered a mass shooting. Right. But, but most mass shootings are done with handguns, even if you include Two hundred nine deaths out of those six hundred or sixty thousand deaths of guns. Only this is an accurate number. Two hundred ninety-seven deaths were by rifles, and that includes all rifles. So bolt action, twenty-twos, lever action, all rifles were two hundred ninety-seven deaths in America in twenty eighteen. So you're telling me that a subcategory of that two hundred ninety-seven, an AK and an AR fifteen, 
that's supposed to make the public safer when that's not even the weapon of, of choice for mass mass shootings. It's a it's a it's a political grab because once they take those away, they can slowly take more. There's there's like thousands of gun bill, gun laws on on the uh, uh, on the book right now in America. Right. None of them make you safer. What's a what's a barrel shroud? You know why is that? Why is that considered an assault rifle? Why is if if I hold a gun like this as opposed to like this? Why is that bad? You know you're from California. You got to hold it like this. You can't have a pistol grip or it's an assault rifle. Right. You know what I mean? It's just it's just silly that that's what they attack. And this is why people don't take them seriously because you're saying it's in the public interest or in the safety of the public, but mm. really it's not. If you really wanted to be safe, then we would have to have a conversation about banning all guns because most guns that are used in America for homicide are pistols. But you can't take those away because you know we have a Second Amendment right. Yeah. Oh, and then of course my favorite. So is they just right then they're gonna do a gun they're gonna do a gun registry. Oh yeah, don't get me started on What's that. What's your favorite? No, um, that that's one of my favorite things is like you know, um, that oh well people don't hunt anymore. Why do they need a gun? It's not for hunting. I hunt. I'll tell you straight out. I like guns. The end. Mm-hmm. The end. Mm-hmm. I, I like fucking guns. You know, yeah, but if you read the if you read the Second Amendment, it's not about hunting and it's not about uh, self defense either. Those right. are those are um those it's, are added bonuses a to it. Government and something right, like exactly. that. Exactly. Right? That's exactly what it's for. It's 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 the right to uh the the right to uh, or um damn it, why can't I think of it now? You got me uh, stuttering, but it's a uh fuck a well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. And they wrote it specifically like that for a reason. They're not saying, um, oh, the army's a militia, so they're the only ones who can have guns. At the very right. end, they said the right of the people. Mm-hmm. Who's the people? All of us. To keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But it was it was 100% because of how we got our independence, how America right. became a country. They, they wanted to take their guns. They wanted to tax them. They didn't want to do all that. So they right. bought back. And that's the only – there is no other way to ensure that there is no tyrannical government. The only way to ensure that there is no tyrannical government is that the people can defend themselves. And I the whole argument of, uh, of uh, oh, you, they, they have drones and nukes and you think you – yeah, but you're just making the argument better for me. Why bro, would I make myself less safe? I was just going to say something about that. You know, people say like, oh, you can't hold off the U.S. Army with just small weapons and shit like that. <laughs> Go look in Iraq. <laughs> Afghanistan? Have gone to Afghanistan. They've been doing yeah. a damn good job for 20 fucking years. You know what well, I'm saying? No, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, everybody's going to interpret shit the way they want to interpret it. I mean, what's next? They're going to uh, ban fucking machetes. I mean, I know a lot of. Yeah, that, but that's the really thing, right? That's it. England. You know, right. So England, England, England took away the right to, of their people to own guns. And what is their problem now? They keep having mass stabbings. Now right. they're talking about banning knives. Oh, How are you going to ban a knife? I can't cut my fucking meat in the kitchen. I can't cut a piece of steak. <laughs> right? There's no way to stop evil people other than self-defense. That's exactly. the only way to stop someone who's evil. Yep. Only way. Oh, I agree with I you. Can't, I can't look that. at you and be like, oh, you're evil. There's plenty of shooters, mass shooters that never, we never knew that they had issues, mental issues. Let so me ask- it, it, there's no way of stopping it. Let me ask you. Um. So... Uh, there's a lot of people that want to regulate, not regulate, well, I guess regulate, like the capacity of a magazine, you know, or as civilians call it, a clip, mm-hmm. uh, how many rounds you could have in there. Mm-hmm. What are your, what are you, mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts on that? Okay, so my thoughts are hell no, first of all, right? Unless you're going to limit what the, what the military uses. If the military can only have 10 round mags, then I'm, I'm all for it. 
but you're not going to do that because they know that in a crowded scenario, which we are now seeing is a big thing with all these riots and people going around cars and, 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 and attacking people. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, if I have a 10 round magazine, if I'm going to use my gun, if I have a 10 round magazine and I have a misfire or, or feeding problem, what's the first thing you do? Drop the mag, rack, and then go back on, right? You're already losing rounds when you do that, mm-hmm. right? Guns are not, they're machines. They break, they mess up. So if I have to clear two jams, that's four bullets I've lost in that fight. Right. I, I just don't see the, the, the purpose for it, right? Because, because if I'm going to, if I, if I have 10 round mags and I'm going to go shoot up a, a, a place, which I'm not going to do, but if, I, if that was my intention, right. I'll just have 20, 10 round mags because I go places where people don't have guns and they can't protect themselves like schools and mm-hmm. movie theaters and stuff like that then I can drop and reload yeah. 10 times and do it. You know what I mean? So the, the, the stuff that they target is probably the main reason for why people are conservatives because it's so, it's so dumb. You can't even fathom like, why are they doing this? It doesn't right. make any sense. It's got to be for a power grab. It's got to be because the only reason is to take over and we can't defend ourselves. And then another one um, I dislike is calling it an assault rifle. No, a yeah. rifle is a fucking rifle. You know, yeah. I mean... Well, this there is a definition for an assault, assault rifle. And so the minute I try to stab a motherfucker with it, mm-hmm. it becomes an assault weapon. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, Anything can assault somebody. Exactly. But there is an actual definition for an assault weapon. And oh, an yeah. assault weapon used to mean fully auto. Okay. Well, it, that that's the only classification. It was a fully auto weapon, which was what they would consider an assault weapon. It was actually a term made up by the Army, by the U.S. Army. Makes sense. But I mean, they, they, they're, they're trying to change it now. Now they, they're talking about if the if they, if they pistol grip comes down instead of up and if, if it has a, a fucking barrel suppressor or it's a, a buttstock that collapses, it's the dumbest stuff. Yep. You know, I None mean, of that makes them any safer. But there's a lot of idiots out there, too, that are gun nuts that are fucking too much. Like, yep. they, they, um, they're, we used to call them gear queers in fucking the <laughs> army. They had all the fucking high-speed shit on their M4. Yep. But all they did was fucking gate guard. Like, dude, what do you need that shit for? Why do you need that? It, it was pathetic. We call them internet commandos now. Okay. So, yeah, these <laughs> guys, they, they fucking, they're overbearing. They got their weapon. They have another yep. weapon. They have everything showing off. First of all, mm-hmm. okay, you got a weapon. I'm not a fan of open carry. I'm not. I mean, the way I look at it, if you're going to open carry, open carry. Fuck, to me, bring back the Wild West. You want to say Fuck, shoot it out, baby. I'm but, not a fan of it. I just think tactically it's a very, it's a huge disadvantage. It is. Because if I know that motherfucker got a gun, he's going to be the first one I'm going to go for behind right. his back, knock him the fuck right. out, and take his weapons. Right. right. The evil guy is always going to have the drop on the good guy because they're the ones that know what they're going in with their intent. We don't. Right. So, I, so I'd rather not, nobody knows when it's on me. Exactly. I think it should be just fucking let everybody be concealed carry. Yep. No, that way I guarantee you, you know what? I guarantee you, they bring back fucking public hangings. A lot of crime will start going <laughs> down. I'm all about that shit. Fuck that. Yeah. You know, you got a pedophile out there, put his fucking dick on a wood block, chop it. <laughs> chop it. Let the mother. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean the, 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 no, the pedophilia thing, yeah, but hang Fuck yeah, publicly hang those motherfuckers. And those motherfuckers are 100%. Well, we're just talking pedophiles, and I agree. But it's, no, it's no, just pedophiles, murders. You know, rapists, all those motherfuckers. Hey, you did the yeah. But sometimes the, ju- the judicial system gets it wrong, so that's why I'm not in favor of that. All right, I'm so also a hundred percent guilt certainty. <laughs> yeah, beyond a reasonable fucking doubt. Not fucking judged by a jury of their peers on Facebook, but you know, 
there's DNA fucking evidence. This motherfucker is on videotape. You know, mm-hmm. this motherfucker did it. Hang that yeah. motherfucker. Put that motherfucker to death, chief. Let everybody see it. I'm all so about- ironically. So ironically, my stance on, on abortion is liberal, right? I'm, I'm not pro-life. I'm not necessarily pro-choice, but I'm not pro-life either. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Okay. And then my, 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 uh, my stance on, uh, on, uh, the execution is, is liberal as well. I'm not a fan of, of execution. Oh, that's cool. I'm just not. And, and that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm all about, here's my stance on, on, here's my thing. I don't like it when they say that it's not a life when it's in the belly. Okay. Yeah. I don't like I that either. When my daughter was 11 weeks in, um, my wife was 11 weeks pregnant. We got her first ultrasound. That's when we confirmed it. And I remember seeing Emily kicking her little feet in there, hearing her heartbeat. And I'm thinking, so that's my baby. I didn't think that's my fetus or that's my fucking glob of cells. I thought that was my baby. Now, right, absolutely. Now, on on that point, like, I I am, I don't want to say I'm pro life, uh, but I am pro give the baby a chance unless it is detrimental to the safety of the mother Mm -hmm. or the quality of life of that child. You know so we're I mean? kind of in the same. So yeah, so we're kind of in the same realm. Right. I'm also one of those where if it's rape, incest, underage, health risk, I'm okay with abortion. And the thing is, people throw that one out a lot, but the statistics don't show less. Less than one percent of abortions I, in America is under those circumstances. Exactly. All of those combined. Now, if it's two motherfuckers that fucked and got knocked up, you know what? You fucking old enough to do that deed. You're old enough to raise a child, or at least I'm give right there with adoption. you. You know, there's a lot of families out there that I'm sure that would love to adopt, but unfortunately the government's all up yeah. in it. So it's hard as fuck to adopt, you know, mm-hmm. so anyway. No, that- you're right. And I, it, but I think that's also like, a, like I, I saw something today on my Facebook where somebody said, I posted a, a picture of a uh, Amy Coney Barrett and she was holding up that notepad when it was empty, but it said happy birthday, Hillary, because she got nominated right. or she got confirmed on Hillary's birthday. Right. And my first comment was, Oh, it must be nice to be a man and not have to fear about getting your rights taken. And I just, I couldn't fathom how electing a woman or nominating a woman or confirming a woman to the to the Supreme Court, it, 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 people fear that the women's rights are going to be taken away. So the th- the difference is we don't agree on it on the fact that it is a woman's right. Mm-hmm. We we disagree. I think it's the right of a baby because when left to nature, it's it's going to be human, right? Before abortions even existed, mm-hmm. that wasn't a fetus, that wasn't a clump of cells, that was a human being growing in your body. And right. if left to nature, it's going to be born. So I don't. I think it's the, the a difference. It's not women's rights, right? Because if she was, if she, right. what kind of woman would vote against her own rights? Which we also don't know how she's going to rule. But I'm just saying. I don't see it as an attack on women's rights. I see it as she rightfully got her position and however she judges, she judges. Right. And exactly. um, I don't think she she's anti-women at, in any way, shape or form. You would I think, think she just has her own beliefs. Exactly, dude. And I mean, again, whatever her, her beliefs are personally, I don't think will dictate how she ends up fucking or morally will dictate how she does it against the law in the law. You know, and what pisses me off a lot is like they, they talk a lot about women's rights. And um, last time I checked, it took two motherfuckers to make that clump of cells. You know, should it have uh, yes. say in this? Too? Yes. You know, because yes. I, yes. I was having that debate what, today as well. If a woman decides to keep a fucking kid, guess what? That dad's going to get hit with that guy. I'm on the hook. You and know? if I don't pay, if I can, if I wasn't ready and I can't pay, nobody cares. They're going to take my driver's license away. They're going to lock me up. They're right. going to withhold my taxes. And exactly. So it, it, I was going to say, but I wasn't going to bring it up on the show, is... I have like a radical view when it comes to pro-choice. I'm kind of 
like I said, I'm not pro-life and I'm not pro-choice, but I'm somewhere in the middle. And my middle is either we only limit it to that less than 1% of people who actually need that abortion. And I told her, I said, she said, a lot of people don't want to report rape. And I said, well, you know what, what? That's not a good thing, right? We should, we should normalizing reporting rape because when you don't report rape, most rapists commit the offense again. Right. And you're just allowing someone else to get raped. You should, you shouldn't fear. You should you just go report it, suck it up and make sure that you or somebody else doesn't get raped by this person again. Right. And even if they don't get convicted, if he does it again, now he has this case already in his, in his file where it's like, okay, now it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. But I, but I am, I am, I, if, if we don't do that, if we don't limit it to the less, less than 1% of people who need it for those circumstances, then we should give the father a chance to, to uh, opt out as well, because it's not a fair system right now. It's not, it's not, um, yes, you're, you're carrying a woman, you're carrying a baby as a woman, but you didn't make that baby by yourself and you exactly. can't physically make that baby by yourself. So exactly. if you're, if you can abort it simply like 99% of abortions in America, if you can abort it simply because you weren't ready, then that man should be able to say he's not ready. And what people say all the time to that is, well, he can give up his rights. Well, when you give up your rights, you still have to pay. The mother has to specifically say, it's still the mother's choice to say, oh, I don't want his money when he gives mm-hmm. up his rights. Even if you give up your rights, the court can still force you to pay. You just don't get to see the baby, which I don't understand why anybody would take that deal. I right. really don't. That's fucking So I'm, I'm more, if you're going to, if you're going to say that this is fair, this, cause it is constitutional. Abortions are constitutional. So mm-hmm. if you're going to say that that's fair, then you got to give the man a right to, to, to back out if he's not ready as well. Right. Hey, that's the only thing. That's I'm the only fair finances. way. I'm about, I'm about, I'm, be, I'm pro finances, baby. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pro man, when it comes to that, and I have four kids, I'm a good dad. I love my kids. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, it's not that I want out, but it's, it isn't a fair system. Exactly. Right now, it, all it is, all, all anyone cares about is the woman's choice. Right. No, the men get thrown to the side. Like you don't matter. Nothing you say matters, even though you, even though that DNA inside of there's part. Exactly, dude. And that's my biggest argument right there. You know, the guy should have a fucking say in it. That's just my view. But of course, me saying something like that is uh, anti-woman or, and I, dude, I got two daughters. You know what I'm saying? There's, I tell my daughters, they can right, do whatever the right, fuck right. they want. You know, I come on here and I talk shit about women being on the gun line. Yes, I do. Because uh, that's not the gun line I came up in. And anyways, uh, but here's the deal. I mean, if the broad can do the fucking work, go for it. Just don't get mad when she comes out knocked up by somebody else. Yeah. It's going to happen. Don't expect it not to happen. I have, I have, I have, resi- yeah. I have reservations about that because it's not necessarily that I don't think women can do the job mm-hmm. um, as much as more as I, I, you see what's happening in Fort Hood now with the Vanessa Guillen and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's like I, she didn't ask for that and it should have never happened, but it's, it's, right. it's an inevitable thing, especially when you're putting women into a predominantly male driven MOS. Yep. When you do that, you, we've seen it, seen it when a uh, Men go crazy around that, and when you're when you're depressed, it's like being in jail. I'm gone for 15 months. I I want pussy, and I can excuse me. I want I want something, and I can understand. I can understand that sometimes some men can't control their urges, and they're gonna oh, do something evil. On. Let's put a twist on this shit because just like men want pussy, ladies want dick too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're gonna go yeah. for those manly fucking alpha male within that fucking unit to get laid. You know what I'm saying? Or the highest what's going to happen there? You know what's going to happen there, though? That's going to lead to fucking um, because there's going to be somebody who's going to get butt hurt that she didn't uh-huh. fuck him. You know what I yep. mean? And then it's just yep. called animosity between them. Yep. So, and of yep. course, people say, "Well, it's a professional environment. You shouldn't be doing that anyway." Bitch, have you been on the line? 
Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. When motherfuckers I, I absolutely, like that, it pisses me. I off. absolutely think there's a place in the army for women. I just don't think it's called Emma Wesley. Yeah, it's called a cook. One more. It's more. There's more. She can do more than make a sandwich. You know, like women, women are good organizers. Dude, women, women, they got S one. They got medical. They got all those soft skills. You know, supply. You Go for it, sweetie. You know, but here's the thing too. You know, we have the FET team. You know, and with that FET, we ended up having somebody from the gun line hooking up with somebody from the Fed. So that just shows uh, you it's going to happen. And that's not that there's anything wrong with it because those two right. are great friends of mine. I love them. But I'm just saying, if it shows you what happens on the line, it's going well, to fucking natural. You know what I'm saying? You and I, you and I have seen, you, you and I have seen how negatively it can impact men. And it's not to, it's not to blame the women, but it's, it can negatively impact men because we've seen it. We've seen guys dating the same girl in the unit and, and she's doing it behind their backs mm. and then that causes nothing but animosity. When yep. you're in Iraq and you have weapons every day, you're running missions every day and a lot of shit can go bad. The last thing I need is someone to try to take me out because he thinks I'm screwing his chick or I am screwing his chick and I didn't know it was his chick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, oh, I, I'm with you, baby. I'm with you on so, that. I mean, hey, shit happens. <laughs> Two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. You know, one of the biggest things that I wanted to show um, with the great debate yeah. that I ended up doing was because um, I had, you know, mutual friends on there and like I had Hunt and I had fucking Chooks and I go back with them way back to our first unit for our first deployment. But I, what I wanted to prove on that was that I wanted to show that two people can be very passionate about their fucking beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And articulate it, argue about it, talk about it. But afterwards, fucking charlie mike like you know all right it's all great yeah. let's move forward because you know we won't dabble into this too much but um there's been friendships that have gone down the fucking train down the drain due to this yep. type of shit you know and yep. it upsets me because that would mean like, i would think i put myself in a, in a position of me and kowalczyk kowalczyk and i fucking tight right and if he was mm -hmm. to stop talking to me because i don't agree with his shit or this starts attacking me personally shit like that then yes like i'm like dude you know what the fuck happened bro how, how did that escalate, you know? And I, well, I, can I say something on that? So ahead, I have a friend, I have a, fr well, I had a friend similar to that. Me and this person, you know the person, but I'm not gonna say it out loud. You, me and this person, we, for, for years, we spoke on the phone, we debated friendly, cordially and all that stuff. Um, back and forth, banter on Facebook. I make a post, he comments, I, he makes a post, I comment, things like that. And, um, I think, I think with the more, how do I say it? I think that it's ego driven on both sides. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think the more that I knew or the less that that person might've known, um, it kind of started to come off as attacks or, or they got tired of, of being corrected with some of the stuff that they posted. And in that case, it's like, you know, don't, don't act like this is, this is our friendship. This is how it's going to be. And then one minute you go personal because you don't like something I said under one of your posts, mm -hmm. you know, I tried to refrain from keep, from making it personal, you know, because I genuinely cared for this person. He was a good friend of mine. And I just don't understand at what point were we not able to debate anymore? Right. At what point did it become a problem to where you were going to take personal shots at me? And then like a child, I did the same thing. I took personal shots back. 
Um, I think you've seen that. I think you I saw did. when that happened. I, yeah. I, so I mean, I told you guys, you guys should just either go fuck each other or fight each other. <laughs> I think you did say that. I think you did say that. But honestly, but, but, the, but that's the no, ahead. but that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like you, if it becomes too much, at at some point, it has to be a respectful conversation had. Like, hey, I've had enough, bro. I don't think we should talk about this anymore. Don't go straight to jabs. Don't go straight to personal shots. Um, and then and then reverse on the reverse side. For me, I shouldn't have went. I shouldn't have went jab for jab. I shouldn't have went and talked shit back. And right. then I had a few people in my inbox afterwards, you know, telling me, hey, you know, like that shit doesn't look good. And I, and they were right. And they were right. And I stopped. Well, and so I stopped mentioning this person. And, and and that's the thing. I wanted to avoid this because I I, I wasn't there. I don't know the whole fucking story. Right, right, right. right oh, so I don't know who threw. It's like the fucking, it's like the revolutionary right. war. I don't know who threw well, the shot. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you. I can it, tell you. It was a post that said Jingle Bells is racist. Okay. And um, that was clearly not true. And uh, I think a lot of people went on there and corrected him. Yeah. And I think he he kind of, when I showed up, it was the it was the, the tipping point. It was right. the, camel, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And when I showed that, up to correct him. But see, with that, it's like, like you said, at, at some point or another, you know, text, text can be taken out of context because there's no, you don't hear the tone behind it. Right, you, know, right, you don't right. hear the meaning behind it. Like if I'm talking right. with you, you can hear my emotion or you could hear my right. So you can like be, how you intended to say it, yeah. shit, or this guy's being real. You know what I mean? Absolutely, so, absolutely. That happens a lot via fucking text, and yep. uh, that's at that point, especially like you said, we're a bunch of fucking alpha males, especially in combat MOS. Yep. No, we're gonna be like, oh, did this motherfucker say what I think you said? So, bam, I'm gonna come back at him. Yep. You know what I mean, yep. and going back and and forth. that was a mistake on my part, and I apologize for that publicly. I'll apologize for that. I should have never. I honestly hope low blows that, back. I honestly hope that eventually, you know, whatever you guys, it you know happened, we'll squash it, have a beer, and move on. But I mean, you got are passionate about your fucking beliefs, and you right. both are steadfast, and that's cool. I mean, hey. I don't got a dog in the hunt, like I said. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, <laughs> I like that. Pun intended. Yeah, right. No, but I liked at the end, my wife pointed it out. What I liked at the end of the debate was at the end, after as passionate as they both got, Hunt was like, hey, man, I need to get with you about something. Yep. And Chooks came out like, yeah, I got you, bro. And that's the way how we used to do shit on the gun line. That's yep. the purpose I say about the gun. Well, I think that's it, but I think that's another that's another factor here, right? Like right. we're no longer we're no longer in together. Right. And that it's kind of a different world now, right? Like I was out a little bit longer than him. So I kind of went this route and he, he stayed the military route for a while. Right. And then he got out and, and I think, I think there was just a disconnect there somewhere to where, you know, we both got offended and we both said stupid shit. We probably shouldn't have said, you know, um, I've tried, I've tried for a while now not to talk about it, you know, um, yeah. under the great debate, you know, I'm, I, commented yeah. I, I tried to stick to the topics being spoken about i did take a little shot i know exactly which shot i took about the <laughs> on the phone thing but other than that you know it was it was it was um even that i shouldn't have done honestly i think even that was that was that opened the door for something you know what i'm saying right. so i just i just hope that in the future or from anybody that watches this if you do disagree with someone you consider a friend or a family member um rather than going back and forth back and forth the moment you realize that you're at that tipping point where you're gonna you're going to curse somebody out or go personal. I just let them know. Hey bro. Like I can't, like I'm starting to get offended right. with this shit. No, and yeah, it might get bad. Somebody has to take the, um, the, the initiative. Road. 
yeah, to road and be like, hey, you know what, dog? I don't know if you were serious on that last comment, but let me holler at you real quick. I think that was a, yeah. little, bit, a little bit low blow, bro. How about we just right. call it quits right there rather than it progressing? But again, especially if you got alcohol involved, a lot in of the heat of the moment. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like when you get into a fucking dick, it's a dick measuring contest. It's basically what it begins. Yep. You know, it's egos. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you start getting more boost when you see motherfuckers liking your goddamn shit. So it'll be like, oh, <laughs> no, it's on. So, you know, again, <laughs> hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, this person knows I'm sure he's listening to this but as, um, once I drop it tomorrow. And, um, yeah. dude, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe, you know, one day we'll fucking all three of us be on here, shoot the shit and fucking. Well, see, the, the thing is, I did. I did see because um, I was recently unfriended by him. But I did see, I want to say maybe like a month or so after, after that whole thing went down, I did see him make a, a video and he, you know, he did say like, no hard feeling, you know, like he tried to, to he wasn't saying it to me, but he kind of right. addressed it in public and, uh, and, uh, you know, I respected it for that. And after that, I stopped talking to him, whatever, you know what I mean? But it, I, I hope it's repairable, but if it isn't, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best, um, my views aren't going to change. You know what I mean? Like the things I believe, I believe passionately. I believe I'm right. Even if I'm not right, you know, that's how I, that's how I feel. Right, exactly. And I'm sure that's how he feels. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard once you, once you've reached that point of no return, it's kind of hard to go back and fix it. Right. And you know, what's funny is um that's one of the things like, you know, when people already have their minds made up, are we even, why should we even have debates anymore? If people are so yeah. by like by their partisan lines, you know, it, right. it just trips me the fuck out. Like, why? Why do we even have these debates? It's more for entertainment now. Well, I think we I, think we can change. I think we can change people's minds. I think that's why people do it. Well, I think that if you if you come with a fact or something like a little tidbit that 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 shows you're right on something, and everybody does it. Everybody, well, even if it's a joke or well, something, the, the every valid, everybody <laughs> validates their own shit. Look at the the first debate between Trump and Biden. That was the most garbage shit I ever seen in my life. Yeah, you know yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and again, it's those that already made up their mind. 90% of this fucking country, 95% yep. already, already has their mind made up. The other 5% yep. can't vote because they're felons. So, I mean, they don't really count. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's a fucking trip, dude. And I'm yep. hoping, honestly, that this ends, you know, November 4th. But unfortunately... I don't think it's ending November 4th because of the mail-in ballots. It's going to linger for a few weeks. This thing is going to fucking go till about March. I think we'll finally start getting... It's possible. You know, I mean, I'm talking about at, once after inauguration and everything... And then it's just going to be three more fucking years of listening to either bad mouth Biden or bad mouth Trump because right. you can't right. always please everybody. You know, long right. other days, long gone are the days when people never talk politics and people just fucking. Yeah, it used to be a rule, right? It used yeah. to be a rule. You don't talk politics, sports, or religion. You know, sports, we always <laughs> talk. Fuck sports. We can talk sports. We can debate. Well, because it gets, it gets passionate. It, it gets does, heated, it does get heated. It gets heated. But, um, you know, the thing is, you know, politics, I think they're all bullshit, all politicians at the end of the day. Just my point of view on politics. No, I agree with you. Um, because for 42 years of my life, I've seen the same candidates saying the same shit yep. over and over and over. And the only ones that make something of themselves are the ones that fucking make it happen. You know, right. I had a a long time ago, first Aaron Kippy Samuel, he gave me this great motto. There's two types of people in this world. Motherfuckers that watch shit happen and motherfuckers that make shit happen. Which one are you? And with I that, agree. I said, I'm a motherfucker that makes shit happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those yep. are motherfuckers that make that do shit. But anyway, dude, it has been a great fucking conversation. Awesome. Here. Awesome. And we got to start getting ready to go eat dinner. Uh, we definitely yeah, got to sure. do this again. 
For sure. Uh, I'm always open. Hell yeah, bro. And this has been awesome. Great fucking uh, dialogue. Um, got a little bit of everything in there. So it's, good. it's been a good midweek. Man, it's good to meet you, man. Uh, I go to Blake quite some time, so I'll definitely link up with you when I go up there. For sure. I, you know, I don't drink anymore, but I'll, I'll have a fucking soda with you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 I'm addicted to, 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 to soda and, uh, and uh, uh, Red Bulls. I don't drink class. beer anymore either. You're too high class <laughs> for me, bro. I can't do Red Bull. I'll do Monster <laughs> all day long. <laughs> hey, man, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Thank you for coming hey, over. Same here. to you, man. And, uh, dude. It's been great having you on the gun line. Anything you want to shout yeah. out to anybody before we call it a day? No, I just want to say, you know, uh, to Lee Hunt, your last guest on The Great Debate, my apologies to you for everything I've ever said about you, anything I've ever said negative. Uh, my apologies to you. I'm dead in it. I don't care what you do. You can keep it going. You can go make lives about me, everything, whatever. I don't care. But on my end, it's dead. I'm not, I'm not addressing it ever again. Take it easy. And I wish you nothing but success, brother. That's it. Right on. All right, Lee Hunt. Y'all have and your- if Lee Hunt wants to debate me, I'm open to that too. I'll do it right Ooh. on your podcast. Shots fired. <laughs> All right, y'all. No, it'll be respectful. I probably I, I got from my part. Hey, I appreciate you being on here. Hey, Hunt, you know what to do, baby. You know where to get at me. Anyways, I appreciate y'all listening to this midweek memo. Make sure you guys check out the shoot the shit episode coming up this weekend, which I don't even know who I have, so I gotta look it up. Oh. Can I say something really quick? Yeah, go ahead. Paul. I really, I really do appreciate your podcast. Like I said, I don't, I've never met you. I just knew of you, right, and right. Uh, from the very first uh, episode that I listened to, I think it was the one with Marquez, who used to be my chief. He's the yeah. one who trained me to be a super trooper. Um, <laughs> and then with Cruz, with Hodginson, with Granice, uh, yeah. with all these guys, I, it, it gave us a platform to kind of still have like that camaraderie, to kind of still hear from each other in a different way, other than on right. Facebook. And I really appreciate it what you okay. did here, man. I, it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. I mean, it's great to hear that. You know, I think that's one of the the benefits of doing this shit that we may not communicate with each other, but I mean, through this, we're hearing how somebody else is doing. Like, and thank you for having me, even though you don't know me. Oh, bro, it's all gravy, baby. I had another FTC cat, Felice. I never met that dude in my life, but you know, (laughs) through somebody else that I knew, bam, here we all are. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. So, yeah, hey, folks, thank you all for being here on the Gunline Podcast on a midweek memo. Stay tuned this weekend. I'm going to have Sergeant Urena. This motherfucker had to throw the Patriots. Yeah. Anyways, make sure uh, I'm going to have Urena on with me this weekend. Me and him go way back. He's been on here once already. And this week's debate, we're going to be discussing officers versus soldiers. We had a discussion on that about officer-led fucking units versus nco led units is going to be a hot one so make sure you come on down and pop a squat because it'll be hot with that being said love peace and hair grease rounds complete and the mission gun line out bye y'all Cruz, i want to see you Cruz. i want to get on with you Cruz. <laughs>